This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Uh, it's another mailbag episode. Uh, we're not ashamed to say that we've pre-recorded it because we, we've done some live shows. Been busy. And uh, we've pre-recorded it. So lot of he- heavy frolicking schedule at this time lot, of year. A lot of frolicking going on. And the weather uh, is not conducive to frolicking. The weather's been getting a bit hotter. and mm. uh, I, I get quite sweaty when I frolic. Well, I'm a hot body anyway. I'm happy when so, it's around 20 degrees. Round That's good for a looking temperature. Yeah. For me, this is peak frolic yeah. weather where, where it's about 19, 20. You can wear your shorts. You might have a sweatshirt on, which you can remove yeah. and tie around your waist if necessary. Yeah, yeah, as the frolic intensifies. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, we're peak, peak frolic in time. You can't frolic in late June, early July, or any of August. No. It's just not doable. Um, so we're looking at some emails there's one that came in back in february from craig and he said i just received this off my brother uh, about his mate who was taking part in a race in hill uh near manchester at the weekend uh he saw roy Keane walking his dogs as he was warming mm. up and thought it would be a good opportunity to get a picture with him the following conversation unfolded have you read this do you remember no. reading this back when it came no. in oh okay then um, I'll I'll just do both parts then. Uh, the man, I don't know who he is, but he went, uh, Roy, Roy, do you have a private life? <laughs> what? Do you have a private life? <laughs> uh, yes. So why can't I have one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm out walking my dogs and you just want to stick a camera in my face because of something I used to do 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, so- sorry no you're not you should be focusing on your race not me wow <laughs> I-, I am right it's just that I had your name on my shirt as a kid and I never thought I'd get this chance again so you're not focused on your race then <laughs> I am I'm going to war Keen laughs Keen laughs and says you're still upset that I won't have a photo no 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 I understand good now get your phone out sharpish then go and win that race <laughs> <laughs> so King gets the photo with him. He says uh, he felt like he'd had a bad first half on Super Sunday, the way he got tore apart by Keane in real life. Happy with his photo, though. That's brilliant. I'm choosing to believe that's true. How about you? Yeah, I believe that to be true. So it checks out, doesn't it, with what we know? Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Good fun. Um, what else have we got? There's an email here about rags. Should we read that? We're talking about rags for a while. Yeah, we, we? We, we, rags is uh, an area that we've always been interested in, yeah. It's an area of interest, yeah, ongoing. This is from Paul. Uh, lads, you need to have a look at this. I thought you couldn't invest in rags, but as a thirteen, sorry, as a 16-year-old apprentice with three and a half hours experience in the workplace, I was asked by the pipe fitter I was working with to go to the stores and get a box of rags. Now, he says, wise to the world of long stands, tartan paint, and other such hijinks, which, of course, is, yeah. you know, the, the workplace. The classic work. Uh, right of passage. Up. Yeah. Go, go to the store and get a long stand. Uh, I told him to get his own fucking rags, <laughs> as well as a new bubble for his spirit level while he was on. Yeah. Imagine when my surprise when he threatened to pull my head off and shit down my neck. It turns out that not only can you buy boxes of rags, you also need to select the grade of rag you require. And he has enclosed a, li- a link to 
uh, our good friend Ebir, which mm-hmm. I regularly turn to during episodes when inspired by shit that we're talking about. Yeah. And the page on Ebir is build a box, five kilograms, cleaning rags, wipers, wiping cloths, select your mix of grades. <laughs> you can have one kilogram of uh, white sheeting, white towel, coloured T-shirt, mixed coloured or tea towels. And they're the different categories you can get. And you can buy rags. And I guess they're just all towels and T-shirts now that they've been tore up. I like for use pre- as rags. I like a pre-worn rag myself. I don't know about you. Reconditioned. Yeah, I just don't like yeah. a pristine rag because it doesn't feel like a proper rag until it looks like worn and there's a bit of ground in grub in it. Like yeah. So there's a greyness to it. Like the first time if you bought clean rags... You'd need to use them for about... You'd have to do what my Italian cousin does with his coffee pot, where he reckons he makes 100 <clears throat> cups of coffee and throws them all away, because only That's then right, is it yeah. ready to make drinkable coffee. I'm looking for used rags now. Uh, wow, there's so many rags on eBay. I think there's a service where you can buy them new and then you send them away somewhere. Oh, there'll be an app. It'll be one of these like then, sort of new yeah. tech bro kind of startups. Are you yeah. tired? Like the CEO comes on a video on your Facebook feed or something and go, are you tired of having to wear in your own rags? Do you want to buy new but don't have the time to wear them in with 100 cleans first? Who does? Life's busy. Well, worry no more. We provide you with new rags, which we will then take away, collect from your home, wear <laughs> out with several hundred cleans, and then return to you by the end of the week. <laughs> Um, so that's rags some more recent emails let's have a look there's one here from um, uh, Ellie Lawrence who has sent a picture it was spotted in an airport in West Island and it feels a bit uh, like rabies mania and it's a poster of a very small very cute pig but it says stop the spread of African swine fever don't be a carrier of this deadly pig disease now in parts of Europe, Asia and Africa. I wasn't aware of this. This feels like rabies part two. I didn't know African swine fever was coming into, um, well, Ireland. It tells you what do's and don'ts. Don't bring pork or pork products onto Irish farms where they can accidentally be eaten by pigs. Brackets, ham sandwiches, salami, cured ham. <laughs> Do dispose of food waste carefully in secure bins away from animals and farms. Diseases don't respect borders. Keep Ireland free of African swine fever. So there, don't take a ham sandwich to a farm. Didn't know that. Someone's got a story. Uh, the title of it, I'm just just got my eye because I haven't actually looked in our Gmail inbox for a while. I've got we've got two inboxes, haven't we? We've got contact at TF Time yeah. Machine, but then we've got Top Flight Time Machine at gmail.com, which seems more fruitful. And I haven't no one been, knows why I haven't been looking at it. But um, Nifty Judkin Cosmos story it says here. I went to a secondary okay. school. It's from Justin. Uh, a, a bloke called Justin I went to a secondary school that was in a massive imposing old fashioned building during the summer holidays one kid decided to climb on the roof of the library which was on the second floor great I'm gonna, I'm gonna climb on the roof of the library got nothing else to do 
I haven't got... Some of us don't have viewfinders at home. <clears throat> he did this by climbing up the big metal web of various drain pipes. Whilst he was up there, he noticed the skylights in the library were not locked as the latches were painted over and long since rusted. Now, that, to me, looks like opportunity knocks. If there's, like, a fucking <laughs> yeah. window open on the top <clears throat> of your school library. He, de- he decided to open one and proceeded to take a shit through it. So this combines so many of our areas of interest. It's, first of all, it's a roof. <laughs> it's not a dad on a roof, but it is uh, someone getting on a roof to kill. Secondly, mm. strange ways of killing time in the summer holidays is one of our main areas of interest and fascination. And doing a shit in unusual places too. Apparently, the poo landed all over one of the massive wooden desks in the middle of the library with barely a splat. Maybe he had a good fibrous diet. Uh, Fast forward approximately a month to the start of the new school year and surprise, surprise, no cunt could use the library. The head of the library had discovered the repulsive offence and had to close it due to the sheer stench and the enormous cloud of flies. Oh, because no one had been there over summer. So this shit had just Mm. stayed there. This teacher, let's call him Mr S, was a twat who carried far too many books around in a battered black Midland Savers holdall <laughs> that you got free ah, when you, that you got free again. when you opened a teenage saver account. <laughs> an object of interest yeah. in this podcast. He goes, he got it when you opened the saver account. The tight cunt had it for a whole five <laughs> years. I was there, so naturally we all hated him. Allegedly, Mister S was heard shouting, "Why, Jeremy Vine style?" at the top <laughs> of his voice. And subsequently, it became a thing that in his lessons, kids would take any opportunity to shout, why? (laughs) Or just ask him, why? (laughs) Loads of times, just to piss him off. (laughs) Very cosmos. Until I tell you a further fact, the school was the grammar school in Barnsley that was attended by Michael Parkinson. So... (laughs) So a kid, a kid in the summer holidays... Climbed on the roof of the library, opened the skylight, did a shit onto a desk. And then weeks later, when the teachers came back to school, this teacher walked in, saw this shit and all the flies. <laughs> and he just shouted, why? <laughs> Do you think he raised his hands to the heavens and looked up at the skies? Why? God, why? why? And then for the rest of the year, all the kids would just shout him, Why? <laughs> that is oh, that's superb, superb mate that is oh, great God. thank you justin bursley that is a really great email why oh when that started i thought oh it's this is a bit crude it says someone's had a shit is oh. that it is that all no yeah. but mr s with his better. midland savers teenage account bag Fucking oh, hell. Amazing. Did you see the video that, uh, oh, you Dixie replied to it. Someone called uh, Tom sent a video of uh, his neighbour on the roof, hoovering the roof. Yeah. Yeah, guy's got like his, his dust. Excellent. He's a uh, dust devil or whatever, his uh, Dyson handheld yeah. up on the yeah. roof, which is just fucking Doing a bit great. of roof hoovering. Fucking um, amazing, amazing dadding, that. Fucking dangerous as well. Excellent stuff. Uh, Urgent Widow update from uh, Robert Hammond, Platinum IFS 54 and a half. 
and it's just a link to a story in the Metro, and it is Sir Bruce Forsyth's widow, Lady Wilnelia, hmm. uh, is considering starting to date again, six years after Forsyth's death. So that's interesting. Uh, Sir Bruce Forsyth's widow is thinking about finding love again, she says. She's 65. She was married to Bruce for 34 years. It says, in the years following his death, Winnelia hadn't thought about dating again because she'd been kept busy by her friends. But now she's feeling it might be time to put herself out there again. She said, uh, I've been thinking maybe it's time to start dating. I haven't had the time to think about it because I'm so lucky to have so many amazing friends. I've been going out for some friends with dinners for dinners, but I haven't really found an admirer. Well, there well you people go. are probably intimidated um, by her. And intimidated by the memory of her dead husband of as Bruce. well. Like, they're thinking, also, I could never very, live up to him. He could tap dance and everything. Yeah. I would suspect if anyone's capable of coming back as a ghost, it would be Bruce Forsyth. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice to, <laughs> all the nice to haunt everything. you. To haunt you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. That's what would happen. The moment you, if you dated this woman, and I'm, this is a direct warning to you, Andy, because I can see why this person emailed this. She's one of the most eligible widows on the market. Yeah. Right. And you're just cozying up for a snog on the fucking sofa, but you managed to get her back yeah, to yours. A bit of a, Do you want to come back to mine? I've yeah. got a pool table. My dog's a bit annoying, but we'll lock him in the kitchen. <laughs> and you've got it all sorted. You've got your lighting all nice and dimmed. I'm assuming you have dimmers in your rig, Andy. Um, I don't actually know. Well, I'll keep look into it. Some fitted, but yeah. I'll have to. Yeah. Um, get the sort that you can control from your iPhone, like wherever yeah. you are in the house, or even if you're out of the house. <laughs> Um, so you can mess with Oscar when you're out by putting the lights on and off really quickly. Um, yeah, and just as you were about to sort of slip the old tongue in on the sofa, mm. uh, nice to haunt you, to haunt you, to haunt you. Nice. And, the, and then the, the cunt starts tap dancing. I don't know if ghosts can tap dance, can they? Yeah, but they tap dance, I'd but they don't, so. you can't hear the tapping. So you'll see oh, him doing the moves, worse. but you, you can can't see hear it, You can't hear it. Yeah. You know there's a clip somewhere of, of um, Bruce Forsyth calling up Sky News when I was on there doing the pay-per-view to personally attack me. What? Is this on YouTube? I think it's on YouTube. I've definitely seen it. Like, if you Google Sam Delaney, Bruce Forsyth, you'll find it in the end. Basically, I can't remember what I said. It was like a sort of a... It was like a sort of a precursor to Pharmacy Gate, but it was not nowhere near as yeah. bad. I mean, I actually... Genuinely, always loved Bruce Forsyth. Thought he was brilliant. Really loved watching him. Like my wife never liked him, so if he came on, she'd be like, oh, "I can't watch it." But I, you know, I've talked loads about mm. how much I loved him. I said something daft because I'm a cunt on fucking just mm. trying to get a, a cheap laugh as usual. And um, next thing we know, fucking Eamon Holmes has gone. Oh, he's put his finger to his ear. We're just getting a call now. We're, We've got Bruce Forsyth on the line. He want he, he wants to say something. <laughs> He's been watching. He wants to say something in response. And the funny thing he goes is, and you've got that dreadful man on the sofa. I've no idea who he is. I've never heard of him before. <laughs> I was like, all right, Brucey, don't get fucking personal. Why would you have heard of me? 
Fucking kick a man while he's down. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. Have you found anything? I can't find it. Sound I can't find it. I have found a thing, Top Flight Time Machine, on a, on a website called Radio Public. And I think it's just a link to a particular episode. Because mm. it just says in the preview, um, The Viewfinder and Bruce Forsyth. Now, we've just recorded an episode 10 minutes ago before this one where we talk heavily about the viewfinder. That's weird. And then I've just found this thing, and it says the viewfinder. Bruce Forsyth, the SAS, a murder, and a feminism update. I don't remember which episode that was, but there you go. Celebrity (sighs) new mum spotting it was. This is the episode from January 2020. I've got to find this fucking clip. It exists somewhere. I I wonder if I might even have it on my laptop or something. It doesn't. I can see no mention of it at all. I've typed in Sam Delaney, Bruce Forsyth, and there's nothing. Nothing at all. I've typed in your names in inverted commas, so it's a more specific search, and there's nothing coming. There's an episode of News Thing where you pay tribute to Bruce Forsyth, which I guess was after his death. And uh, Paul Denan also launches his conservative leadership bid on the same episode. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that that's an episode called Tories in their eyes fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell oh. August 2017 uh, but Things. no I who can't see anything so what happened when he rang up what, who, what did he say to you he just I can't remember what the, even the debate was because I can't imagine what he actually what I would have said critical it was a long long time ago it was at least 10 years ago and I just remember him going I don't know who he is I've never heard of him before and I thought, well, that's low. Because, so what? Yeah, exactly. Like, of course you yeah. wouldn't have heard of me. I'm not sitting What's here going, everyone's heard of me. It's like, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not, I don't expect you to have heard of me, Bruce Forsyth. You're Bruce Forsyth. You've got other things to be worrying about rather than dopey cunts like me. The real question is why. But then, no, it, it did. I'd like to say it taught me a lesson. Like, don't just say something to get a cheap laugh when actually it can hurt people's feelings <laughs> when you're on the box. Yeah. But it didn't, did it? Because years later, it came back to fucking haunt me. Thanks yeah. a lot. And now we've got this podcast, which we probably mistakenly believe is some kind of safe, safe space to say anything we want. But I know. Well, looking through these old emails, I've seen point. a couple of complaints as well that I was unaware of about oh, some, of our, some of our near-the-knuckle uh, content. Conduct. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Maybe we should do a special episode in which we address every complaint. <laughs> yeah. Can I just read this quick one from Ed Fig? I really like it. He's yeah. obviously a a baggy, a West Brom fan, because he's just got the Wikipedia page of West Bromwich Albion managers, right? And he's gone, yeah. I thought this would be up your street. Between 1975 and 1988, managers at West Brom were called, in order, Johnny, Ronnie, John, Ron, Ronnie, Ron, Johnny, Nobby, Ron, Ron. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. That's so good. 
Get that on a t-shirt. Was Nobby Nobby Styles? Did Nobby Styles manage West Brom? It must have been. There can't yeah, have been more than I one Nobby I in football. I don't know of any other Nobbies in football. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> Nobby Styles just from, get this, must have been caretaker situation, 29th of September 1985 to 1st of February 1986, mate. And uh, so we've got Johnny Giles, Ronnie Allen, John Weil, Ron Atkinson, Ronnie <laughs> Allen again, Ron Wiley, Johnny Giles again, Nobby Styles, Ron Saunders, Ron Atkinson again. And uh, and then they went exotic after that. The uh, the run of Johns and Rons ended uh, with the appointment of a uh, Brian, Brian Talbot in 1988. But listen, Ron if your Wiley. club has a better run of manager names than that in any era, get in touch. I don't think West Brom can be beaten because it's the sheer number of them. I mean, West Ham in that same era only had John, John Lyle. That was it. Yeah. I'm sure Ron Wiley played Bill Sykes in Oliver Twist. <laughs> yeah, but he also could managed West Brom. And that's a little known <laughs> fact. Yeah, could be wrong. Not sure. Uh, here's a one Italian Eurovision from Fabio Grassi oh yeah I love this one uh, alright lads just listen to your most recent episode and being half Italian slash this and that I really related to Sam's story which was uh, what was it again it was your Italian cousin it was um, uh, my, watching was Eurovision with my Italian cousin in like 1990 and explained to him that it was a big deal and he was like the Italians have no idea what this is <laughs> yeah that's what he says as well he says yeah. I remember visiting my family in Italy as a kid and mentioning to my cousins about Eurovision only yeah. to get a typical what the fuck are you talking about response yeah. from them that's basically what Itali- asking- that's what the Italian response is to almost anything yeah. you say to them <laughs> after asking my very dissident dad why no one in Italy had heard of it he replied with we don't win so we don't fucking play <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> turns out Italy Italy actually boycotted Eurovision for two decades after going on a disappointing run for a few years. Fuck uh, this. Fabio says, yeah, Fabio says, feels like a very, you fucking do it attitude. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that Italian will to win. I mean, you, you've seen it so many times, the way in which when they, in, yeah. in periods where they've dominated both club and international football, um, I'm not saying they weren't talented, but almost always there's an element of we just will not be beaten and we uh, yeah. uh, and we will go to any lengths. And, you know, because, of course, they're always famous for their defensive football. And if you look at the way that they beat us in the Euros, I know you're not a big fan of England and, and Southgate and all of that, but fair's fair, we absolutely battered Italy in that game. But we failed to get the ball in the fucking net for the winner. Yeah. And so they managed to get us to penalties and beat <clears throat> us like that. But it was, um, you know, it was fair's fair, they won. But it was, I mean, we absolutely fucking outplayed them. And there was that bit where Saka gets away on a counter-attack down the right. So what's his name? Yeah. Their big lad, Killini. He just fucking grabs him. Took He's him about out. four times older. He just grabs him by the shirt and just throws him on the floor and just takes a yellow. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, it's no yeah. problem. Right? Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah. But it reminded me of my, my cousin, one of my, my two cousins, Daniele, one of the nicest, he's the one who I lied to about being in in uh, uh, Dinosaur Junior, right? Dinosaur Junior. Nicest, calmest, most charming, lovely guy you know. Also the, the same one who I, you know, introduced to Eurovision. 
But I remember being on holiday with him and he was into playing tennis. And he was from a broken home like me. And he had a situa- one of those great situations where his dad had fucked off but had a few quid, which meant that to allay his guilt, he would buy him things, right? Right, yeah. uh, So he's gone to me, look, I've got this new fucking tennis racket. Look at this tennis racket. And I'm like, I, d- I don't play tennis, mate. I don't know anything about it. He goes, but look at it. He goes, this is... He was telling me all the shit about it. He going, you know, it's made of this and that. This is the same racket, same model that fucking McEnroe uses. And I'm like, this is incredible. He goes, my dad bought me this because he couldn't come on holiday with us this year. Right. So I'm thinking, yeah, love it. Right. <laughs> love it. The beauty of divorce. <laughs> right. And he's gone. It's fucking great. And it's the best thing I've ever had. And I go, great. And he goes, anyway, I'm playing my mate, Filippo, at the tennis courts on this like resort we were staying on. He goes, do you want to come and watch? And I'm like, not really. I don't like to. I've got nothing else to do. All right, I fucking watch. So I go down. He's playing this ginger kid, Felipe, right? They play. It's like three sets, one all, third set, fucking knife edge stuff, right? Anyway, tiebreaker, Felipe fucking wins it, right? I remember this kid, Felipe, as well. He was a fucking piece of work too. And he's done the old, he's fallen to his knees and he's like screaming in victory. And really calmly, as calmly as you like, my cousin, Daniele, who's a mild-mannered, not aggressive guy, just calmly walks to the edge of the court, takes this racket, which only that morning he had described to me as the greatest gift he'd ever been given. And this was the first time he'd ever used it. And he smashed it, smashed it, smashed it, smashed it to pieces on the wall. Fuck. He didn't just smash it once. He demolished it and he didn't stop. It was like when you see a video of someone when they go, stop it, he's already dead. That's how I felt about yeah. the racket. I was going, enough! Yeah. But he just, he, <laughs> yeah. he carried on smashing for an eternity. And in the end, when the strings were yeah. everywhere and there was bits of racket all over the floor, he walked off and all that was left really in his hand was the handle of the racket with a few yeah. shards yeah. sticking out from it. And he had tears in his eyes and he just walked back to the house. And his mum was like, what have you done to your racket? That's the racket your dad just bought you. And he just threw it in the bin and went to bed. And that, my friend, Mm. is an insight to the Italian competitive mentality. And that's why they have always won more than the English. And that's why they don't do Eurovision. (laughs) Unless they're they're more or less guaranteed victory. They will not play. Yeah. I tell you what, whenever Italy don't qualify for a tournament, it's happened a couple of times recently, yeah. it always feels very chilling <laughs> that the Italians aren't going to be there. I feel a bit frightened because yeah. you think, what are they going to come back with? What are they going to do? They'll be angry yeah. now. <laughs> they will Fuck. be. I mean, this is a. I, I would right. say it's a much bigger deal than like when we haven't qualified for things, right? Mm. We think, oh, well. I think there's a mentality in modern Britain as well. In modern England, it's a bit like, well, of course, why would we qualify? We always fucking things up. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? But the Italians don't see themselves like that. I mean, it is like there has to be major recriminations. I'm pretty sure they failed for two World Cups running, didn't they? How can you have two World Cups running without Italy? That's fucking mad. I can't remember. I think there was a... I don't know. I can't remember. It's it's all a blur these days. In my mind, in a World Cup... I think they should just let Italy, Germany, Brazil and Argentina in every World Cup. I don't think they should have to qualify because yeah. I don't think it's a World Cup without those four teams in. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Yeah. 
Yeah. Any any country that's won the World Cup like three times or twice yeah. or whatever should just yeah. be in there. That actually would be just a good because... rule. Once you've won it three times or more, you're automatically mm. qualified every time. All these newfangled countries, you know who I'm talking about, your Croatias, <laughs> right? Your Montenegros, all these Balkan okay. teams come into it, don't they? There's a and all the former like Soviet states. All these newfangled teams, fight fair enough. I'm open minded. Let them have a go. But you can't have them involved and not Italy. Come on. <laughs> yeah, good point. Hey, speaking of football, we need to do the predictions for the weekend coming okay. up at the end of the uh, season. And there are currently four points between me and Result Spot. And we have to predict. We have to predict all ten matches. So exciting. Now I could quite easily just predict one nil home wins for everything and not oh. worry. But I'm not going to do that. In the rules. I don't know. Are there rules? Nah. No. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to predict from my heart, from my soul. We're going to win clean. Uh, I don't want to be seen as like a Lance Armstrong figure in the predicting world. Um, so here we go then. Aston Villa versus Brighton. What do you reckon, Sam? Ooh, interesting. Two good teams who are both on form. I think that Villa are going to win this 2-1. I think Villa will win it uh, 2-0. Mm. Everton versus Bournemouth. This is a tough one. Everton need a win. I think Everton will win this 1-0. I'm sorry, but yeah. It's a mm. dice score. I'm going to say 2-0, Everton. 2-0, Everton. Uh, Leeds versus Spurs. Leeds, of course, will need to win this. And Spurs are awful. A bit of a silly team. So, what do you reckon? I'm going to say... Oh, I tell you what, though. I went to Leeds West Ham at the weekend. And sorry, Leeds fans. I know we have a lot of Leeds. And, you know, we've got a soft spot for Leeds, I think, on this show. We like Bielsa, etc. But Leeds were... Those days are gone. They were shit. Yeah. Honestly, and I don't... Yeah. I'm not, like, judging your club. It's a great club. The support was great. But the team were poor. Um, but it is Tottenham and you are at home so I'm going to say 2-1 Leeds I'll, yeah I'll replicate that I think 2-1 Leeds as well uh, but it won't be enough to keep them up Brentford versus Manchester City um, uh, Manchester City are kind of rotating things a bit aren't they because they've got the cup finals coming up I'll say 1-1 one, one, that one I'll say 2-0 City because even when they're like uh, I mean that's why I've the Premier League's becoming a joke because it's just like they can play at yeah. half speed and still win. So, 2-0. Yeah. Um, Manchester United versus Fulham. Uh, I think it's me to go first on this one. Uh, I think we'll go for uh, a 2-0 to Manchester United. I'll say 3-1 Manchester United. Okay. Um, Chelsea versus Newcastle. Chelsea Which team am I again? I'm Crystal Palace, aren't I? Chelsea versus Newcastle will be Chelsea nil, Newcastle two. This, of course, is results bots home banker, isn't it? Frank Lampard's Tory oh, yeah. Chelsea. So um, I think it'll finish one one. Uh, Leicester versus West Ham. I'll go. F- well, you go first because West Ham. Uh, Leicester nil, West Ham two. Um, I'll go 
2-1 to West Ham. Leicester have just completely run out of road. Uh, God, it's taking forever. This Arsenal versus Wolves. I will th- say this will be uh, 3-2 to Arsenal. Ooh. I'm going to say 1-0. We never think, predict the three two, do we? But they happen. No, so they yeah, do why not? Yeah. Yeah. One all you reckon. Yeah. yeah. Southampton versus Liverpool, what do you think? Southampton Liverpool will be three mm, nil Liverpool. Three 0 Liverpool. I'll go two 0 Liverpool. And finally Crystal Palace, which is my team for uh, because of Roy Hodgson, versus Nottingham Forest. Um Palace will win this three nil. Uh sorry, Palace versus Nottingham Forest. Oh, well, 2-0 Palace. 2-0 the Palace. All right, uh, that's the predictions done with, and that's the episode. If you stuck with us for that very elongated section of predictions, thank you very much, but that's it. And uh, there'll be no episode on Bank Holiday Monday because it's Bank Holiday Monday. Yeah, we all need a rest sometimes. Go and listen to one of the other ones. Um, so Diary of a CEO Diary of a CEO Is that the best one? Yes, it's got so many insights to sort of how to, to be, be excellent in everything you do just like the CEOs are <laughs> Fuck me for, right, breakfast, for, have some ca- for breakfast have some carrots <laughs> Skip the art But put- Skip the lunchtime showing of neighbours. Watch it at 5.30 instead. That way you get more done in the daytime. <laughs> Grapes are nicer if you have them in the freezer on a hot day. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's how I ran a multinational company that was recently valued £30 million. Up yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Then. Thanks for listening. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.